Explain a little bit on how it is turning the page for you. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't fuck with 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 you, bro. You be talking too much shit about me on Twitter. Welcome to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, What's Happening? I am your host, P-Line. You can listen on various platforms. We on Apple Podcasts, we on Google Podcasts, and we on Spotify as well. Like it, leave a comment, or you can share it. Just do something. I would like to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, What's Happening? I'm your host, as always, P-Line. Hope your week is off to a great start. For this weekend, everyone, be and stay safe. Vegas 2020, episode 53. On this episode, I'm going to be covering a lot of things that happened in Vegas this year. But before I do that, I'm going to spin y'all around the world right quick. I got a couple of things that I need to address so y'all can get my opinion on. Now, as we all know, there was a tragic accident that just happened with one of our beloved superstars in the NBA, Kobe Bryant. And he was on his way to his Mamba Academy and he had his daughter with him. He was real high on her. You know, he thought she was going to be one of the best female basketball players in the world. And um, they had a, a a helicopter crash. And Kobe Bryant had a controversial, you know, allegation against him back in 2003. With a female that was showing him a room in Colorado where she said he sexually assaulted her. That was controversial. Gail King came out with an interview with the with the uh, network she worked with, which is CBS, with a former basketball player in Les- Lisa Leslie. She played for the WNBA and won a championship with the Lakers, the female version of the Lakers. They in LA. Her and Kobe Bryant was real good friends, and she asked about the rape allegations. That Kobe had back in 2003. Kobe is no longer with us. And she asked about that. You know the people in the media. Didn't like it. Because first of all. His wife. Still mourning. The kids still mourning. And you know it's just a lot of people feel like. She trying to. they try, Like people that bring that up. Trying to tarnish the man's legacy. Now Gail. Lashed out at her network. Which is CBS. She told the network, why would y'all do me like this? So she kind of felt like what she was doing was wrong as well. I thought it was distasteful. I thought it was wrong. Snoop Dogg came out, and it seems as if he was threatening Gail. 
he was wrong in what he said. And he later came out and apologized too. So he know he was wrong. So we got that out the way. Now here's where I stand on this right here. Snoop was wrong. Gail was wrong. Why would you want to bring up this man rape case that happened in 2003? It is 2020 right now. You didn't ask the man this when he was alive. Now he's deceased. His family is going through a horrible tragedy. Now you want to bring this out and try to tarnish the man's legacy. This is how I feel. Don't tell me nothing about no rape allegations. When the person who was supposed to be raped takes money to be hushed. If you take money from an individual that you said raped you and you're going to take that money to say, you know what? I'm not going to testify. I don't want to hear nothing about no motherfucking rape allegations. I don't believe it. I'm not going for that. Not me. Because you're not going to hush me with some damn money if you rape me. Fuck your money. Now that's how I feel about that. Okay? And then the second thing, I read the report. I read the police report on this little situation. And I'm going to have to tell you, I don't understand how you can get away with raping somebody. In a public hotel. Shouldn't you be screaming at the top of your lungs? Shouldn't security be coming? Wouldn't you be hysterical leaving that room? Something. Now her friend testified in court that she tried to kill herself several times. Several. This before the rape allegations. So it's safe to say she was a little mental. And she had a little mental thing going on. And I know what some of y'all going to say. Yeah, but didn't Kobe Bryant pay for it? So why would you absolve him? There's a difference. And the difference is Kobe was fighting for his life. You going to put somebody else in position to make a decision on your future. If you can give somebody some money. To make it go away, I think that's the best thing to do. But with a serious allegation like that. Her, she had no pressures. She could have got both. She could have got a conviction in the money. Because it's a such thing as civil lawsuit. You can go to civil court and get your money. And you can get a conviction. Both. So that's the difference for me. So I don't want to hear about it. If you sell money to be hushed, then I don't want to hear nothing about no rape, man. I don't want to hear nothing about no rape. In my opinion, he innocent. I don't believe Kobe Bryant raped him. That's my opinion. I don't believe it. And if you take money, you show enough to be hushed. You show enough on lost men. You know, so that's why I stand on that. So for all the ones that are trying to bring up this 2003 thing against Kobe, you got no argument with me, man. Not from a female that accepted cash to be hushed. 
And I know what you're going to say. Kobe gave up the money. He must was guilty. No. No. No, no, no. The man... I ain't gonna, you're not going to put your life in some juror hands when you can make it go away. She could have got both. She could have got the conviction and the money. We seen, we already seen this happen before with O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson won the trial, but he got hit with them lawsuits from the family. So there it is. So that's all. That's pretty much all I needed to say on that. Now I'm going to move on. We are, we're going around the world before I start, you know, my Vegas 2020 podcast. And the next thing I want to talk about is tipping these waitresses. Now, I want to know, is it according to you? You know, everybody, it varies. Now, with you... Would you automatically tip a waitress or a waiter? Like, you know, no matter what, you're going to tip. You know, because they do get a little small salary. It's not much, but they do get a small salary. But for me, man, listen, check this out, right? You know, I'm going to my pocket tipping you based on, you know, uh, your, you know, what kind of service you provide to me. That's why I'm tipping you, okay? If you do a shitty job, I'm at a point right now where I ain't giving your ass shit. I ain't giving you shit. Because I just experienced something with some straight up racism, man. Straight up. And then now you want me to go in my pocket and give you 20% tip, 15% tip, 18% tip? Hell no. This is my hard-earned money. Why the fuck I'm going to give it to someone who... Obviously showing straight up racist tendency towards me. I'm sitting down in a restaurant eating. And when this lady come to take my order, a lot of this shit, I don't know what the fuck it be. When you go and try some new shit, you don't know a lot of times. You don't know what it is. So you got to ask questions. Well, okay, what's this? You know, you can't even pronounce some of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and furthermore, a lot of times it just be some spaghetti, and then they got this secret ass name that they come in, and, and now all of a sudden it's supposed to be some fancy shit. So I'm asking questions, and I want to know what it, you know what it is. You know, this lady just straight up, you know, she just so bland, and I can kind of see then you know she's not really good with it, or uh, maybe it was just me. And come to find out, it was because now she never once came back to check on me. One time, you know, are you okay? You know how waiters come back. Are you okay? Do you need something to, you know, fill up your water if it's empty or whatever? Then, you know, they always usually just pass by and make sure you're straight. She didn't do it one time. And I didn't have no type of exchange with her at all as far as, you know, um, uh, uh, this um, uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable exchanges. We didn't have any of that. And so I see her going back to all the other tables. Not once came back to me. Smiling and laughing, but it come to me. You know, she have nothing but a stoic look on her face. So my question is, should you tip them? Because this is your hard-earned money. Obviously, the person don't like you or something. So why should you give her... Or him, your money. That's a fair question. 
If you want a tip, then you need to provide a pretty good service. That's how I feel. Or your ass ain't going to get nothing. That's that's just what I feel, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to do your job. That's what you're here for. You're here to do your job. I ain't say, you know what I'm saying, uh, clip my toenails or, you know, uh, 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 brush my hair. I ain't asking for none of that. I'm just asking you to do the description of your job. That's it. When I go out to eat, I want a service. You don't got to be perfect. You don't got to be awesome. You just got to show me that you give me equality and fairness. That's it. That's all I want. You don't come back to my table one time. And I'm watching you go to all these other tables multiple times. Making sure they're okay. And I am here I am sitting over here like the Lone Ranger. You're not getting my tip money anymore if your ass don't do your job. It's just simple as that. Whatever them $3 or $2 that you get for base salary, that's what your ass going to get fucking with me for now on. We still going around the world before we get into the Vegas 2020 podcast, episode 53. I man, I had fun in Vegas, man. Ooh, Well, you know me. I'm a character in a motherfucking way. Everywhere I go. I'm making new friends or something, talking. I, you know, it was fun, food, everything. But we're going to get into that in a minute before we get into that. Let's go around the world this one last time. This one right here is concerning parents at kids' games. You know, parents, some parents, you know, it's different. Some sit there at the game and be quiet. Some of them kind of, you know, uh, get a little rowdy sometimes. So I've seen this story. Over the internet, what his, what his dad was attending his son wrestling tournament. And one of the kids was kind of getting the best of his son. And he ran out onto the, the mat and tackled the other kid. Boy, look at him. His, his parents must... The kid that got tackled by the dad, his parents must was old. Or they weren't there. You know what I'm saying? Because I would attack, boy, he would attack my motherfucking son. I would attack his motherfucking ass. Because they couldn't been there. Because that would happen. So that got me thinking. That got me thinking. When a mom takes her son to a violent sport, if her son really want to play, how do they handle themselves in the stands? Like, I, I, it got me wondering, like, if she was trying to take a video of her son and then when, the, when, when you go to play back the video from watching the wrestling match, the whole video shaking, man. Because she, it, it has to be. It has to be. She nervous up there. Here it is. She trying to take a video and, you know, she can't keep the camera straight because she's so nervous and the video all wobbly. So when the son go back to watch the video, you know, it's a wobble video. It's all over the place because she's too nervous because her son is actually, you know, out there, you know what I'm saying, colliding with somebody else. You know, that's how I think it is, man. And if she probably, if she had on an Apple Watch, it, the Apple Watch probably tell her, ma'am, what an intense workout or something. You know what I'm saying? Because I just feel like, you know, moms... When it comes to these kids 
you know, uh, uh, doing these collision sports, they just be something nervous. But you got some moms that probably can handle it, you know what I mean? But I just feel like, you know, in certain situations, you know, if they trying to film, you know, if they trying to video record their, their son out there in a collision sport or wrestling or something like that, by the time it gets back to watch the video for the son, it's a, it's a miscued video. It's all shaking and wobbling and blotchy and all types of shit, man. You know what I mean? And if she had on an Apple Watch or something like that, her Apple Watch probably tell her, nice workout, ma'am. You did 8,000 steps. That's how nervous that motherfucker made her feel. But I just thought that was, uh, that you know, that dad that attacked that other boy, man, if that was my son. Woo! Boy, look at him. We ain't gonna even talk about that because we talking Vegas 2020, baby. You know what I'm talking about? My, my seventh edition in Vegas. Seven years straight. We won five years. We lost two years. That's a pretty good percentage if you ask me. So, right now, we finna get into everything that I seen in Vegas this year. It was a good year. So, this year in Vegas, man, let me see. We saw, I saw a croissant French toast. You know what I'm saying? I almost got in a fight with the bellman. David Copperfield making people disappear. I saw a self-driving car and a robot that bring you room service, man. I mean, it was packed this year. Vegas was packed. Everywhere you went, it was packed. And I was fucking with everybody. It was a good time, man. So I go to this restaurant, right? And good food. Breakfast good. Breakfast is my favorite meal anyway. But I tried this croissant French toast. I can't even eat regular French toast no more. Fresh squeezed watermelon juice, fresh squeezed orange juice, fresh squeezed mango, you name it. You know, I, so I was, now when I go, I be trying all types of new shit because there's still, I don't been going seven years straight. And there's still a lot of things that I haven't even done. I got to see David Copperfield for the first time. Man, this show here is amazing. David Copperfield, he gonna disappear right in your fucking face. He gone, poof. You know, every year I go, I rent out them scooters, and um, you get them for the bell desk, okay? So I get my scooter from the bell desk, and when I get ready to leave, I turn it in to the bell desk. And the bellman, he's standing there. And I say, um, because my credit card on it. So I asked him, hey, you know, here's the scooters. Um, I need to sign something just to let you know, you know what I'm saying, I bought the scooters back. And he was like, no, you can just leave them now. Hell no, I ain't just leaving them here. I need to, you know, give me something, a receipt or something that says I turned them in, you know what I'm saying, and you got them. And he said that's not necessary. So I started video recording, you know what I'm saying, that I brought the scooter back, I showed the scooters and the scooter number, and I put, the, you know, the, the video camera on him. And he come running from around the, the, his desk talking about, don't fucking video record me. Don't you, I'm not your fucking tourist attraction. This dude flipped out on me. You know, at first I just thought it was funny, you know what I'm saying? Because you know me, I ain't getting serious. Because, you know, once I get, once I go up, it's, you know, it's hard to 
It's on. It's, it's hard to get me back down. So, so he be like, don't you better you record me. I'm not your tourist attraction. You know, I don't give a fuck. You know, he just getting all, you know, so, bitch, I got up. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, man, listen, man, it's done. You, you, you record it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm finna make sure that, you know what I'm saying, I get this video of me turning these scooters in, and I turned them into you. Period. You know what I'm talking about? And he's like, I'm like, man, listen, man, it's done, man. And you ain't getting it back. And you ain't gonna take my phone, and you ain't doing nothing to me. I knock your motherfucking ass out right here on camera. You know what I'm talking about? And um, it was getting a little too exciting, and, you know, people started to, you know, you know, it started to get a little too up. And so I just come down and walked away, man. And just, you know what I'm saying? Because he was trying to ruin my, you know, he was trying to ruin my vacation, man. And I wasn't going for it. So, I, you know, it, 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 I calmed I, I myself down because I see he was a, you know, he's a clown, man. You know what I mean? So that's what happened with the bellman. And I'm walking upstairs. I'm walking on the elevator. Okay. And next thing you know, I see this robot, you know, pass by me with some food, just chugging. I start to motherfucking rob his motherfucking ass. You know what I'm saying? You know, you in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? You want to be a stick-up kid for a time, you can rob, you can get away with robbing the motherfucking robot, man. This shit looks so funny, though, man. When I seen it, I didn't know what the hell it was. But then I had to think about it because I seen something saying on, you know, uh, on your, your room service menu, you can have a robot come out. I didn't try it. But I was, you know, I was going on the elevator, and it was coming off the elevator, and I, you know, I kind of exchanged with him. You know, I stared him up and down, because, you know, I was thinking about, you know what I'm saying, jacking him for that motherfucking tray, man. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't do it. But it just was, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, kind of took, I don't know why I ain't get the video. I slipped. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I really ain't know what it was. And then it dawned on me what it was. You know, what he was doing and what it was. You know what I mean? I don't know if they was controlling that bitch from a remote control or what, but you know, the, you know, so that, but that, but that happened. But when you get in Vegas, you're gonna see everything. It's just, you know, they, 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 they do such a good job of keep branding, keep building, add more on, you know, places to eat, entertainment, you know, so forth, and new cool gadgets, and you know, that's what you see. You know what I mean? I'm seeing self-driving cars and all this right here. And, you know, I ain't trying to get in now. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm straight on that. <laughs> you know, because I don't. I can drive. Give me a human. These these self-driving robots and cars and all that. That should be malfunction. And I ain't trying to go out like that. So I knew I seen all that. So I'm in the David David Copperfield show, and David Copperfield does a good job at um involving the crowd. So he got this frisbee and he throws it in the crowd like four of them. And, and wherever the frisbee land, you know, he uh he asks you to come on stage to join him, to be a part of his trick, his act. So he throw the frisbee and that bitch land on the ground right in front of me. But it's like three other people, you know, sitting right right with me. You know what I mean? So it's kind of landing in the crowd of us. And when it lands in the crowd, you know, everybody trying to usher me to pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. You know, what you got me thinking, well, shit, why y'all trying to get me to pick that motherfucker up? Y'all pick it up. Now, listen, I'm about a lot of things. 
but I'm not about letting a motherfucker hypnotize me, the hypnosis of making me disappear. I've got no interest. So I wasn't picking up that motherfucker and going on stage to be hypnosed or you making me disappear. Either one. I ain't got no interest in that. You know what I'm saying? So the dude to my left, he ended up picking it up and going on stage. And when he get on stage, you know, David Copperfield, you know, pulled a trick bag out of his ass. You know what I'm talking about? He, he told the, the dudes to crouch down. So they crouched down. And when they crouched down, all of a sudden he's doing some, you know, crowd concentration. And he made a 67 torquoise old school that you might see in the movie Grease appear above their head and he was acting like they was holding it up I'm glad I ain't motherfucking go up there on that stage man this dude made a whole car appear on stage right in front of our fucking eyes and it let you know it was real he climbed these invisible stairs and got in the car opened the door and turn the wheel so you can see the t- so you can see the tires turning. You know what I'm saying? So you know it's so you know it was real. You know what I mean? So you know it was real. And so when the dude got back in his seat next to me, I asked him. I'm like, um, did you feel anything? Did you hear anything? I mean, can you tell? Can you, did you peep this, the trick? Did you peep it? He was like, no, fuck, man. I couldn't peep anything. He said, all I remember when I was up there was that a loud noise happened. It seemed like I heard some rumbling happen right above my head. But nothing, I'm like, did somebody brush past you like they was carrying the car in? He was like, no, nothing like that. It was, it happened so quick and it was like a, a rumbling noise. He was like, man, it was the most exciting thing that ever happened. I kind of wish I would have went up there so I could have had experience, you know, experienced it myself so I could have told y'all, you know what I'm saying, what I feel and what I think happened. But he said nothing happened. He said just heard some noise. And he said it was the most exciting thing that he ever seen. And I told him, you must be still a virgin. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He started laughing and whatnot. But David Copperfield, man, that was a real good show. If you're ever in Vegas, make sure you go see that David Copperfield show. The tickets was 89 bucks for good seats. It ain't going to disappoint you. It was actually a real good show. So I had croissant French toast, best I ever had. David Copperfield show, best I ever seen. Magic everywhere. He did a whole bunch of... You know, but I'm not going to give away all the stuff he did. You just got to go to Vegas and see it for yourself. Self-driving cars and robots passing by me with dinner. I should have jacked. Scooters turn in. Damn, they get in a fight with him. We on the elevator. It was crowded. I'm talking about so many people was on this elevator. And it seems like every floor... Somebody was trying to get on the elevator. So we were crowding. We were going up. So we get to the second floor. And a San Francisco fan was trying to get on the elevator. I yelled out, no, man, we going up. 
It's too full on here. You lost. You know what I'm saying? So we go up. We go up on the fourth floor. And then two older people wearing Kansas City jerseys. We let them in. I got a round of applause from everybody in the elevator. We were squishing that bit like sardines, man. We had a good time. We was, oh, in that motherfucking elevator, man. I be, I, I, you know me, I just have them crunk. Yeah, I'm talking about, it was a good time. I had a real good time in Vegas this year. It's a lot of more things that happened, but I was just getting y'all the basis of it. One of the really, one of the realest things that I ever seen in Vegas was one time when I was coming out my room, and when I was coming out my room, this this foreign lady was like, you know, running towards me, and she was like, "Can you, can you, can you help me, please? Can you help me?" I'm like, "Hey, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? He's trying to attack me. He's trying to attack me." And then, oh, then, the, then I seen a dude come, you know what I'm saying, around the elevator, and he coming out the elevator, and coming around, you, and he was, and he was like, "You fucking slut, give me my fucking money back, give me my fucking money back, man, I got the fuck from around now, man, I ain't finna be a witness and a judge to none of y'all motherfucking." Escapade bullshit. So obviously she must have, you know, tried to rip the guy off. You know what I'm saying for some hanky panky or some shit like that. You know what I mean? So she she was trying to, you know, get the man and trying to get me to help. I ain't listen, y'all. You better call the police or the bell desk or whoever the fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? You need to call because you know, I ain't finna get into that. You if you don't rip that man off, no stolen motherfucking money, and trying to leave, you need to deal with that. Cause I ain't fucking with that. And man, I ran my ass. And bitch, I was trying to collect on my ticket too. <laughs> I ain't even listen. I don't know if she was trying to pick up. If they was, you know, they got scams, man. Him and her could have been, you know what I'm saying, trying to pickpocket a bitch. Acting like they in distress. Get you to let your guards down. And then they all in your motherfucking pocket. You know what I'm saying? Trying to steal your shit. Go in your room or whatever. Steal your keys. I ain't listen. I ain't doing none of that. I'm gone downstairs to cash in my ticket, and that's what I did. I left their ass right there. You know what I'm talking about? He got on no shirt. You know they. I ain't with it. You know what I'm saying? So that was my Vegas Vegas 2020 experience. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And one more thing before I uh, get off here, man. I immediately had some bad luck. As soon as I got back, bitch, I ran out of gas on the highway. On the highway, man. Right before my exit. I ran out of gas. The first time that don't happen. And boy, look at him. I damn near was standing in the ditch. You know what I'm saying? Where possible alligators can be at. Because I damn sure ain't want no car to veer off from Texan or motherfucking whatever they be doing when they ain't hitting cars on the side of the road. I ain't, I wouldn't. So, you know, that's what happened. I ran out of gas. But I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. You know, I will be definitely coming back better than ever next week. And you already know I'm your host. As always, P-Line. And I'm out.